Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, January 14th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. So glad that you are joining us. We hope to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day, but let's begin with a moment for prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, in your word revealed, may you be revealed. In your word read, may we experience your grace. In your word heard, may we know your love. God bless the reading of your word and the rest of our days. And we pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. This is the wedding at Cana from John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now, standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who drew the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this. The first of his signs in Cana of Galilee and revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him this is the word of the lord thanks Thanks be to god God. therefore a friday fun question what clothing fad from when you were in middle or high school would you really like to see come back and which would you like to stay dead forever there's not a single thing i want to come back (laughs) and acid wash jeans and high-waisted jeans can go the way of all extinction like i never want to see them Although I have teenage daughters, they wear this nonsense now. I was going to say, literally what you just described, I think Allie wears all the time. (laughs) Yeah, and Allie looks amazing every time. Although I haven't seen her sport in some acid wash. Yeah, not the acid wash, more the high waist. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I'm a a no on all that. I really like um, when it comes to fashion, kind of like the 50s and 60s dresses and all that kind of stuff. So what about you? And hey, the, and the in the fifties and sixties dresses were not when you were in middle school and high school. No. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> That's right. That was well before me. Um, let's see the this, the fad that I would like to stay dead and you know I was child of the nineties the like the obnoxious bagginess that like did not make sense like that can stay dead forever from 
you know, the jean shorts that went past your butt to the suit that were like, so like the suit coat that would go down to your knees kind of thing. Like just the, the the bulky and massiveness that can stay dead forever. Um, (laughs) But, and again, this actually has come back and that's probably why I like it, but the like, um, kind of those like muted pastels especially on like crew necks and stuff i think are awesome and and those those retro have have definitely made a comeback as of late and i have bought several of them (laughs) that's so funny the nostalgia so brian and i have a lot of nostalgia for um the cars that were around when we were growing up and actually he just bought me like it comes today a 1978 scout do you know what a scout is? It's like a Bronco. Yeah. So, and that to me is like the best of childhood right there. So yeah, I'll, I'll send you a picture. Yeah, please gonna, do. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> okay. That was like a long tangent and I can only hope our listeners are still with us. <laughs> yeah. Cause now we're getting to God. Sarah, <laughs> <laughs> well, do our scripture. What do you make of the, the final question or statement to Jesus? Uh, where it says everyone serves the good wine first and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk, but you have kept the good wine until now. What symbolism is at play? What is, what does that mean? As we said before, John is full of so much undertones and and things happening. So what's, what's happening here? You know, first of all, um, I really believe that what this tells us about the world and about Jesus is that, in the world, we see everything in terms of scarcity. Um, We see things in terms of there's not enough and we may run out. And, um, and we, we always had this scarcity model because that's what's happening at the wedding, right? There's only so much good wine. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually you're going to run out of bad wine at some point too. So it's that idea of scarcity. And into that, Jesus Christ comes and says, Actually, it is a world of abundance and you will find your abundance in me. And so we have Jesus um, doing this thing of like showing them you're worried about the wine giving out and you're worried about all that that can mean. But in me, you will find more wine in me. You're going to find the bread of heaven, right? You're going to find the living water. And so I think what that last part of is about is the idea that you know in the world we see things in terms of scarcity and the kingdom kind of view is that in Christ we have an abundance and we need to start living that out Hmm. but what do you think about it I'm probably by the end of the sermon series everyone's going to be sick of me saying this but I'm going to say it every single time all right Jesus delights and surprises um right of, of this is this is the constant theme of Jesus uh, doing something new and I think that's just for me one of the most important things um to uh to hold on to because then when we come to scripture when we come to worship we should have an expectation that Jesus is going to surprise and delight that this isn't, you know, I think oftentimes there are, you know, uh, Sundays or times you come to scripture or times you come to prayer where you absolutely expect the same old thing or the same old, you know, what you've heard before. Uh, but this is a Jesus 
who surprises, delights, and creates something new. Uh, and so this is um, the best example that I can think of in a single sentence where, um, you know, it is not common to bring out the good wine at the end. Uh, it is not common also uh, to, to, to continue to have abundance when there is scarcity. And Jesus does both, and it's surprising and it keeps the party going, uh, and it, it reveals something new about Jesus. And I think throughout this sermon series, we're going to see that over and over again, where Jesus surprises people, and he delights people. And that's not just the Jesus of John, that is the Jesus that we worship and that we serve. You know, I love that, because extending that to, I think the, the Holy Spirit is always surprising. Sure. I think the Holy Spirit, you know, rarely does the Holy Spirit descend to talk. Okay, descend upon the world and say, just keep doing what you're doing. It's all good. You're fine. You're fine. You're okay. You know what I mean? Like all those biases you have, uh, all the concerns we have about systemic race, it's all right. You know, that's not, the Holy Spirit is not in the business of confirming humanity's sin. And so I love that. Yes, this is a huge reveal. And we see it lived out in Jesus. And I really believe that we continue to see that surprise and continue to see that creativity as in making a new way in the work of the Holy Spirit in the world. Um, so I think you should just say it every time to remind us. <laughs> I also think that sometimes, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, drive that into the school. Said it. Yes, <laughs> yes. I think that's also sometimes why we fear the work of the Holy Spirit, mm. why it can sometimes be difficult to come to the Bible and read the biblical story because it challenges us so very much. And to that, I would also say that the promise of the Holy Spirit is that we will be given the strength and the guidance to do the work that needs to be done if we are open to it. Mm -hmm. um, it's the idea in the Talmud that even though the work of loving and caring and reconciling the world is so great, that doesn't mean that we get to sit back and be overwhelmed by the work. We just do what we can. And, and I think that, um, you know, that there is uh, that, that in addition to conviction uh, and growth, which are usually difficult things that there is um, that I still uh, want to hammer in of, of the delight that happens uh, when we do that, uh, especially when we do that in community, right? Um, when you yeah. are with a group of people uh, and you uh, confess to like being lost in this um, or, or, or not knowing what to do next and the community gathers around you and says like, either we can do this or yeah, we don't know either. Uh, like let's go yeah. to in prayer. Uh, then there is this special and, um, this specific delight that happens uh, and, and that connection with God um, that happens even in uh, conviction and confession, I think, uh, because growth is difficult, but also growth is growth. Uh, and and yeah. it's wonderful. Yeah, I do like that added dimension of it's the work within the, the community of faith, too. I mean, easily one of the greatest blessings I have counted over the past couple of years is you, right? You and being able to work with you. And the blessing is that in a lot of ways we're similar and in a lot of ways we are not, and yet it works. And I'm so grateful. That is the Holy Spirit working in community because there was a whole church that prayed and called for both of us, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. 
All right, with that, um, let us close with a quote from someone, if I can get my iPad to open. Ah, yes, N.T. Wright, theologian, Anglican. <laughs> he has said, when we learn to read the story of Jesus and see it as the story of the love of God doing for us what we could not do for ourselves, that insight produces again and again a sense of astonished gratitude, which is very neither heart of authentic Christian experience. That quote, which Brett found for us, listener, sums up everything we've talked about this whole week. It's beautiful. <laughs> you, you just needed to listen to that. You didn't need to listen to the past, you know, 40 minutes of us talking. <laughs> I know, but then we don't have a job. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Thank you all for being with us. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. We will be back again on Monday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.